Hello, everybody, and welcome to the anniversary edition of the Bao podcast. We have reached episode 20. For this special occasion, we welcome Philippe Timmermans. Philippe is a, one of the founders of Skillpot. Skillpot is a company that builds fully prefabricated houses. The entire assembly is being done in factory and the home is installed on site in an incredibly quick way. With this approach, Skillpot wants to disrupt the traditional construction industry, where the duration of a project takes a huge amount of time, and all this without compromising on quality. Personally, I'm a huge fan of this company, and I am very happy to welcome Philippe here today. So let's dive into it. Welcome, Philippe. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Feeling a bit sick. Uh, you can hear it on my voice, but uh, for the rest, everything is okay. So Good to thank hear. You, thank you for having us. So uh. No, uh, thank you for being here, even though you're a little bit sick. Um, let's, I think, let's start at the very beginning. Um, if I'm... If I'm correct, I think most people listening to this um, have probably already heard from Skillpot because you are one of the biggest, if not the biggest player in Belgium uh, about prefab homes. At the moment, yeah, we're, yeah we've started 10 years ago and we believe to be the biggest uh, modular construction company in Belgium. Um, of course, there are a lot of bigger ones in, in Europe, but in Belgium, we, we, we seem to be, or we, we, we think of us as the, the founder or the, the pioneers in the, the modular construction. And also specializing in um, houses for direct to consumer, uh, so that's quite unique. Okay, um, and what do you mean with houses direct to consumer? Yeah, we, we design the house, uh, we build it modular in a factory. We design it um, as a product, not made to order, but really as a product, and then selling it directly to an end consumer who has a, a plot of land, and then we sell it directly to the end uh, user. Okay. And that's always the case, or is there also a model where you develop the houses and then you sell them on a piece of land already? Yeah, that's that's also something we do uh, with some bigger projects. We, we we buy the land or we lease the land, and then we set the, the houses and we sell them. That's also possible. Yes. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And maybe to to uh, before we dive into the details, um, to maybe go to where it all started. How did you come up with this idea? Because you've been going at it for ten years, so you are indeed quite a pioneer. Uh, um, where did this idea come from? How did it all start? Uh, it started uh, about 13, 12, 13 years ago when uh, my wife and myself wanted to build a house. And uh, at that moment, we saw it was uh, yeah, a very long project, uh, very difficult project with the architects, building permits, the housing. It would, would take two or three years to build a house or, or two years. And I'm an en engineer myself. I don't have any experience in construction. But I thought, I'm I, I coming from uh, an automotive background, so I saw how, how fast the car was built, and then I had to build a house, a similar complex product. That would take me two years. And then I was thinking, it, can, it must be done faster. Um, that was the, the first, uh, uh, not the first idea, but the first, yeah, yeah the first ideas. Uh, when I was talking with my best, uh, my best buddy, Jan, with whom I founded the company, um, he also had some ideas about uh, yeah, living, uh, yeah, some, some special ideas about living. And when we were um, visiting one of our other friends who was uh, sick and he had to move back home, uh, his idea was to build a smaller unit to put in the garden of the, 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 this guy's uh, parents where he could live in. So that was the, f the first idea. So first, uh, I wanted to build my own house, and then one of our friends who got sick, he had to move back into his house with his parents, and that's, that's the, yeah, the foundation of the company, actually. And so you, you, you and Jan, you built that 
that house for the the sick friend no okay <laughs> and yet we didn't build it. it took too long we were just in the beginning of the ideas and then we had to raise some money find some some place where we could build it and, and eventually build it we were, were two years later uh, before we we had our first uh, prototype so it was too late for him okay so he had some other solution uh, but but so it started with little uh houses in in the garden That was the basic idea, yeah. But we also had the idea, yeah. The 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 first idea was to build houses like a car. Yeah, that mm -hmm. was the, the the basic idea. But we have to start somewhere. You cannot start just directly with building big houses and sell them. You have to have some some track record. And the easy way to get some track record was was building smaller houses. And also we went to to Poland, to Czechia, to Finland, to uh, Norway, all the Scandinavian countries and and all the Nordic countries. Because they were building there a lot of uh, off off site, and, and and there we we learned a lot, but we didn't find the right product that that would suit here, mm -hmm. so we, we decided to build it ourselves. Okay, I'm quickly going to check because we did a, a yeah okay we're calling. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> Just to make sure because yeah. we did a, yeah, yeah. something went wrong uh, in the the first time. Yeah. Okay, so you you went all across the Scandinavian countries, and and what wasn't. What wasn't correct or what wasn't in line with the vision you and Jan had with those uh, examples you found in the, the northern countries? Yeah, uh, the quality of housing in, in Flanders is very high. Uh, I think it's unique in the world. Everywhere you go, the houses that are built are not as good as the houses that are built in, in Flanders or in Belgium. And every, wherever we go, the, 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 the construction was okay, but... Uh, The finishing was really bad. The flooring was really bad, and it didn't look like a good house or or a nice house even. So design was also important. So we couldn't find the good designs and the right quality. That's why we we decided to to start our, our own, on our own. Okay, so the maybe if you would have found what you were looking for in those other countries or those other markets, you would have yeah. just started to import it. Yeah, indeed, indeed. We started, the first things we did was importing, yeah, we had to have some turnover in the beginning, so we, we, we found a smaller company that made garden rooms, and they, mm -hmm. looked, they looked actually nice, but you could not live in them. So we imported them, and we sold them here, and meanwhile, we were, we were developing our own product. So it okay. was on, on the same uh, line, yeah, first two years we did it. Okay, yeah. and how many did you sell by Joe. going that? that well, route let's say 30 40 or so okay yeah, that's not nothing yeah. <laughs> it was okay yeah <laughs> but it was it were not houses that were really garden sheds and, and garden offices so in the beginning area uh, era of uh, the garden office we we, we were doing that mm -hmm. and does your uh, experience in the automotive industry did it come in handy when you started to look at the production process yeah. in uh, in belgium yes of course yeah it's uh I believe it's a huge uh, plus. Um, yeah, the way a car is, uh, is even more complex than a house, I believe. And that's being assembled in, in two and a half uh, hours. So uh, a house takes two and a half years or, or one and a half year. Uh, a car is two and a half hours. So uh, it's a it's huge, huge difference uh, for a similar complex product. So we, we always have been designing the product or with, with, with the goal of designing a house that could be assembled. And... First eight or five, eight or nine years, we didn't do it like that. We, we we experimented a lot, but now we are in the process that we can assemble a house, and that makes the house cheaper, even better, and uh, faster to to produce. And um, yeah, that's of course <laughs> some very important uh, things for for the housing in, in the futures, of course, of course. Um, and 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 yeah, this experience was just came in very handy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can imagine. Two and a half hours. Yeah. I, I knew it went quick. Yeah. But so in a in a in a Volkswagen factory, the components come in, and two yeah. and a half hours later, a finalized car comes it's, out. It's Tesla, but uh, Volkswagen is around four hours, I believe. Not sure, but the Tesla is at the moment at two and a half hours because the comp- there are less components in a Tesla than a than a gas car. Jesus, yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> but they have the yeah the the assembly uh, methodology and uh, they just buy all the products from other factories and they just assemble it. Uh, there's no engines being built there. They just assemble it. And that's the way we have to choose. Uh, or that's the way we have to look at the, the, the housing industry, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it's very important. But also it's very important to have like a product focus. If you have a car, you cannot choose the length of your door. It's that door. You can choose some colors, but that's it. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean... I I recognize that philosophy very much. We are we're trying to yeah. do the same. See, um, yeah. We also get a lot of inspiration, or we got a lot of inspiration from the car industry. And when when I explain it to a customer, or we need to go give a presentation, I always say like, um, imagine how crazy it, it feels today if you would say I have ordered a BMW and yeah. they come and assemble the BMW on <laughs> your driveway. Yeah, indeed. Like, how long would that take? How many yeah. stuff would go wrong with your BMW? Yeah, correct. And what a shitty experience would that be? Correct. And, but we we think it's crazy yeah. if we do that for a car and if it's a house, oh yeah, yeah that's the way it's being done. It's the, it's yeah. the only sector, uh, to come back to the car, in the, the first course, they also delivered like a, a casco car without seats, without steering, without anything. And you the, the garage could choose, or you could go to the garage and choose your own chairs, steering wheel and things like that. So... That has been changing a lot since the last hundred years, but uh, okay, what was I saying? Now um, I lost it. <laughs> yeah, something about it's the only the only industry. Ah, yeah, indeed, it's the only the housing industry is the only industry where we we produce products or products or houses made to order. There's mm-hmm. no other industry. I was thinking last week. I was thinking about an industry. I could only find one, and that's the yachting industry. Mm-hmm. Boats uh, up to uh, one hundred million. There they do it made to order as well. But there's no other industry than the construction industry where we, yeah, we, we do it like we do it at the moment. So really making things, uh, every time a new prototype, every time a new building, is the only industry where we do it. There's no other industry where you can imagine where they don't work with products. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And I also believe very strongly, as you say, that that product mindset needs to be become more uh, like a core principle in the construction industry. Yeah, correct. Because now the entire sector is like, yeah, but of course we start from a blank sheet. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it's always it's, been done. It's been done like that for, yeah. for centuries, but correct. if we're going to face the challenges that we're facing, that's, yeah. yeah. It's not possible. Okay, so you, you started with those garden sheds and then um, and then you, 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 you thought, okay, we need to work on our own solution. Yeah, correct. And, but then how, where do you go from there? Because like you at automotive industry, Jan is a lawyer. If yeah, I'm he's correct. a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> he has to write the <laughs> left hand. Yeah. So, uh. so, so yeah. How do you go then from, from the, uh, the, the sheds to the first production? Oh, we, we had, it's very easy. It's a few renderings. Uh, we had some, 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 pr- uh, some uh, press attention and the first customer came. And yeah, we said we don't know a lot. <laughs> we have some some backup of some investor, and uh, we start from here. 
we do our ultimate best for you and we will make sure you get a, a super product and yeah we lost a lot of money on the first products of course but uh, that's the way we got started and, and there was uh, one very nice uh, uh, product or a customer he wanted a really beautiful garden house but but he couldn't find a, a contractor to build it for him it was so special <laughs> it was with glass from from top to ceiling he had a lot of wishes and we said okay we will do it for you and that's that's one of the first projects we did and then um, we started building for our own some some special houses or some smaller houses that got also a lot of uh, media attention and that's the way we we moved up and i remember because i visited me and my dad or me and axel we visited yeah. you while right. we were doing our market research also for like where are we gonna yeah. implement our our uh, motivation or our vision of indeed trying to also make the, uh, the construction yeah. more uh, standardized um, and you already had like uh, quite a big I think was the same location where you are now I'm not sure was it in, in next Meewe? to the we started out in in, in Meewe in, in Limburg okay then, no uh, no I never ah, visited okay, that one no. yeah we started then there and then we later on moved, we quickly moved into uh, the production site in Giel it mm -hmm. was close to my house uh, where I lived and uh Yeah, we had a huge, huge hall, and uh, it was easy to to expand in this hall. So, uh, but we started out on first 300 square meter, then 900 square meter, and then every year we could we could expand a little bit, and now it's yeah roughly 10,000 square meters the production area. So, yeah. Wow. But uh, uh, indeed, we were doing the first modules. We still have it. Uh, me and Jan <laughs> were building it without. Uh, any yeah experience of course we, we we had some some people helping us but that was uh yeah we painted everything we did ourselves yeah because that's something that i always uh that's that's somewhat different from our approach i always found it um i always respected the fact that you you immediately started with like or it looked that way from like renting your own factory space and getting everything there um no 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 <laughs> no okay no we start real uh low level yeah, yeah. okay so we had a really small yeah in Meewe back then uh, with our first from our first investor we had some area in his in a sub place where we could do this we got some help from some some people but it was really yeah bootstrapping the business from scratch yeah mm -hmm. and then when when we moved into heel we had to invest of course yeah mm -hmm. and so what did you learn along the way like you started with like uh, the very the smallest possible beginnings and now you are making how many homes a year uh, roughly 100 a year yeah. damn yeah that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so that's been throughout 10 years so what have you learned what are like some key learnings throughout that process true uh what haven't i learned eh? <laughs> we started yeah, really from scratch so we had to learn everything but um Yeah, we, we're quite good in, in in doing a lot of things with with few money. So with, with with low budget, we could do a lot of things. So that was also yeah very useful. But uh, in the end, we learned to, to uh, not in the end, but in the middle, we we learned to to uh, to surround ourselves with good people. That's uh, I think uh, one of the most important things I've learned. So don't hesitate to to find the right people and, and good people, and and yeah, hire the the right people for you. That's one one big thing, and also. With uh, external, um, like consultants or things, yeah, watch out with with consultants. But if you find a really good one, who has the same values as you, down to earth, and has has the the, the correct experience, yeah, why why not work to, with them? Mm -hmm. and, and partnering with like our, our two investors, it's also uh, been been a great journey. Uh, but they are really experts in what they do, and then that helps a lot. You can do everything yourself, but it will take 
double or triple the time uh, and then it costs more money in, in the end so mm-hmm. and uh, can can you um, so you came from automotive and now you've been active in construction for 10 years were there like some really big like uh, that you were amazed of how it was actually being done in construction like moments that you were like how the hell is this possible <laughs> yeah, of course it's uh it's like um yeah we've been doing thousands of years the same huh? it's it's building brick by brick <laughs> yeah why are we still doing this it's it's crazy yeah it's it's uh, it was it was logical uh, 500 years ago but uh, now it's not logical if another example is uh, if you see the, the empire state building it's been built 100, roughly 100 years ago, and, and you see the new buildings like, like the Salesforce building. They, they built the Empire State Building in 13 months. <laughs> this new building, they took f- five years for the same similar building. Five years. And the, the construction methods are almost the same. So you can see the, the, the progress in, in, in construction is so low, it's, it's crazy. It's, uh, I've, I've seen graphic, graphs that, uh, that show that the... the yeah, in construction, the uh, how do you say the the, the, the gross added value is is, is zero, eh? or the, the productivity is, is zero compared to after World War Two. So it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. If you compare it to agriculture, it's gone up thousand six hundred percent, and 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 construction zero. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think Geert uh, from Magui. Yeah. I think I I heard it mentioned him in in some talks that he has given. Like yeah. uh, productivity increases. It's like uh, uh, hunting is like the lowest and then yeah, there's some, construction yeah, <laughs> indeed yeah, it's zero <laughs> but construction is like one yeah. of the biggest if not the biggest yeah, industry yeah. in belgium correct and hunting is like yeah it's not even an industry yeah. so it's yeah it's so i find it like we've been also been active in the industry now for what is it four years commercially four and a half years yeah and i'm still i'm getting to sometimes i get like okay that's why it's like this, but most of the time I'm also still amazed. Like, yeah. how is this possible? It's so yeah, strange. <laughs> of course, but again, if you 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 build every product or every house from scratch, yeah, you you cannot make any progress. A car has uh, type one, type two, type three, etc. For, for forty years of generation, of uh, forty years long, it has different types of generations and they always improve and improve and improve and get better and faster and, and faster construction better and safer with a house you start from scratch and again from scratch again from scratch you don't have any how do you say no no upscale or, or no yeah no learnings. there's no growth there's yeah. no glor- no learning curve yeah that's the problem yeah we always talk about the the feedback cycle yeah. like the feedback cycle needs to be as quick as possible Correct. and you need to iterate as quickly as possible and everything that gets uh, that that goes wrong once cannot happen again in the next <laughs> installment. Yeah, um, correct. In in products like like here, what we see here is that's that's logical, huh? or in car manufacturing, that's logical. But in construction, okay, that we build the next house, it's not uh, okay. We don't we don't do it. <laughs> no, it's true. And so the the um, because today, um, if I understand correctly, you have you offer your clients very little choice correct yeah so can you maybe expand a little bit what what which choices are still possible and did it start that way or did it become less throughout the time oh, it, it has always been the the idea to yeah to work towards a product 
But in the beginning, you cannot say, okay, it's this and, and take it or leave it. In the beginning, it's very hard. So we had some big customers where we really made modules made to order, okay, in large, in large numbers. That was okay. Uh, but in 2020, uh, yeah, in COVID, uh, we, we changed the complete company. So we, we, we changed it towards a real product-driven company. So the uh, last two or three years we've been doing this. And um, there we, we designed eight types of, of houses, eight, only eight types, um, where the customer had to choose from. And there are like four or five different choices uh, they can choose from, like uh, exterior, uh, so the, the, the stones, the stone strips, the how do you say the the, the countertops, um, the flooring they have three choices and that's and 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 the the door hinges that's the only choice they have, um, because these things don't impact the production process. If okay. they say you have to change a window for five centimeters, that's a completely different house for us. And if they change the countertop, that's no issue. And these, we 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 only let them select the things that don't have an, an impact on the production process or on okay. the production flow. Okay, so roughly five choices they can yeah. still make. Okay, interesting. And so that was very, very special for us because we weren't sure if the, if the Belgian customer would, would, would apply for this. Eh? Like I said before, the Belgian customer is, is one of the, the most demanding customers in the world, I believe. They have the highest standards. And then yeah, every Belgian is born with a brick in his stomach. So uh, they're used to making choices and a lot of choices for a house. The, the biggest uh, purchase in their in their life and um, but we saw that it was uh, like for a lot of people it was like uh, a relieving that they didn't have to make any choices anymore so they, they came to our company and they said oh i love it i don't have to make any choices anymore so that's completely the the other way around that, that what we think in construction okay okay so they were actually relieved yes of course they, were f they, 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 they don't want to make choices anymore <laughs> most people so yeah that's also something I, I we also strongly believe in like the norm has always been we send the client to the bathroom yeah, and uh, to the bathroom supplier kitchen supplier tile supplier like I don't know how many showrooms five six yeah, different showrooms like yeah. five six Saturdays yeah. spent yeah. on thousands of options yeah, thousands of floors <laughs> thousands of yeah and if I if I talk with a lot of our clients, be we still B two B focused, yeah. they always say, "Yeah, but that that's what the client wants." And I I believe that's the case for a certain, uh, like a certain value, yeah, or course. a certain yeah. segment of the market. If you Correct. go high up, yeah. But I think the average consumer is starting to want, as you say, less yeah. choice because that's what they're used to. Yeah, I correct. think. Yeah. And again, we're coming back to the, the car industry. I'm always coming back to the car industry. There you don't have these choices. Okay, at BMW, you have a complete list, uh, 50 or even 150 choices. Tesla, you have, I believe there are 24 combinations per car or so. So combinations even. Uh, so it's only five or six uh, choices you have to make there. So it's quite easy. And that's what people tend to uh, to go to at the moment. So they don't want to be, um, how do you say, disturbed with all the choices they have to make. They have to, they won't have time to do the things they really want to do. Mm -hmm. That's in the end uh, the most important thing, I believe. Mm -hmm. You have to go to, like you said, five different uh, kitchen suppliers yeah, and they don't have the time to spend with, with their children or to travel or, yeah. Yeah, indeed. And how does that translate to the price? Yeah. Um, yeah, standardization. For instance, for the windows, we can high, we can offer the highest standards. We we offer triple glazing, aluminium, uh, Reynolds windows, uh, 
only AEG. Uh, I see it also here. The, the the kitchen appliances are all top standard, and we can offer them to a, for a reasonable reasonable price because we have um, no choice. Yeah. We just have we just buy them in bulk. The right. flooring is the same. We just have three tiles or three. Um, parquets and uh, we can offer the highest standard because we buy in bulk and the prices go way down if you buy in bulk okay so if you offer a full option yeah they don't have to make any choices and if they if they're only producing full option then prices go down so it's uh it's well, incomparable well, with the traditional way it's it's higher quality for a competitive price correct yeah okay we're not the cheapest we don't want to be the cheapest okay uh, but we want to offer the best quality for the best price okay so you can you can buy a cheaper house of course but you will, will not have the, the aluminium triple glazing you will not have the appliances you do you have uh, you will not have this type of flooring you can make it always cheaper but that's not our goal it has to be top quality okay yeah. and then with the added benefits of no headaches like it's it's like how long does an installation take um on site on site uh A couple of weeks ago, we, we, we established a record on one house. It was uh, 38 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so they came back, the guys. Uh, yeah, we have made a record. First truck came in, 30 min 38 minutes later, uh, everything wasn't uh, was in really? place. Really? Yeah. Okay, that was the installation. Of course, you have some, some finishing left. Huh? You have to make the, the roof uh, watertight and things like that. Okay. But placing the house was 38 minutes. So uh, and then it takes two three days to finish it and paint it. Uh, the last layer of paint was is done on site. That's so, on site, and then yeah. the, the the roofing is done on site. Yeah, the roof, uh, the EPDM has been uh, attached on site, but that's that's a couple of hours. And then some pieces of the facade that it looks like, uh, yeah, like like one that, that that doesn't look like a container or like a, right. A, a yeah, modular yeah, yeah. House. You don't see it. It's a modular house. So <laughs> it was 38 minutes. minutes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite that's, fast. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then, I, yeah, that's that's a game changer. Yeah? yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the, the production time in factory is now two weeks pre-production, making all the elements, and then assembly, and then another two weeks uh, for finishing the house, uh, installing the kitchen, the floors, and everything, uh, bathroom. Then in total, it's now uh, four weeks, but we are now. Um, Moving into uh, yeah uh, more the assembly uh, line and then it has to go in a couple of days only. So then the, the elements come in and then we assemble it and it goes out. Right. That's next step. Whoa. Yeah. And how how you how do you go how are you gonna achieve that now? It's being because I wasn't the I wasn't the the production side a couple of months ago. Yeah. And it's yeah it's huge <laughs> from my perspective little, like yeah small at the moment but yeah. too too small moment. Yeah. Okay, but um, yeah compared with the last time I was there. Yeah. But now you're going to really make it into uh, a production line. Yeah. And today yeah. it's, because to me it already looked like a production line. Yeah, it, it looks like a production line, but it's, yeah, it's a production line, but it's not an assembly line. That's something different. Okay, what's the difference? Uh, at the moment, we produce all the parts ourselves. So the walls, the floors, the bathrooms, everything we do ourselves. And then we assemble it. Right. And then we finish it. And then okay. when you... Uh, when you only want to do assembly is that all the parts are coming in so you have yeah the walls are coming in the floors are coming in you assemble them and they're going out again okay. and now it's, it's it takes too long okay right so, so again that's the connection with the automotive industry yeah. it's going to be an assembly line Correct. right and then the sub components because now you're doing everything yourself you're yeah. going to outsource that Correct. yeah that's okay. the idea to outsource everything because I thought uh 
I don't know, during one of our previous discussions, wasn't it mentioned that you were going to do the production of the walls also in-house? Yeah, the, the walls is something special. Yeah. <laughs> That's something. Yeah. It will not be in the assembly line, but it will, yeah, we we're looking how to produce them. It's a special material with, with uh, it's, it's a combination of uh, massive wood and, and, and things like that. And then it's, there's nobody delivering them at the moment. And it's quite a big investment to, uh, to make these walls. So we have one supplier in Finland who can do it, but it's too far with, with, with transport costs. So uh, we're not sure how to do that yet. Okay. But that's, that's some, the walls is, is quite yeah, something different. Okay. But the rest, there's multiple companies who can do it better than, than uh, the, assemb- or the, the production of these walls. Or the, there are multiple companies who can do it much faster and better than us. Mm-hmm. The Storans or that type of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. yeah. Okay, so then, so the goal is also not two and a half hours, maybe. That's maybe a bit too ambitious. Uh, yeah, well, one day, <laughs> <laughs> actually, the, 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 yeah, one day should be possible, I believe, yeah. Two and a half hours? No, one day, one day. One day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. should wow. be possible, yeah. But, okay. you know, the, the, our, our goals are quite high, so. <laughs> and do you have an idea by when? Is there like in a deadline? It's, it's hard to say, but uh, like, like in four to five years, maybe. Yeah. From subcomponents coming in, and the end yeah. of the day, yeah, how it's yeah. come? Something like that, yeah. Should wow. Be, well, three or four days, uh, years maybe. Yeah. yeah. yeah awesome. Yeah. And um, so today, a hundred houses a year, and and growing quickly, mm-hmm. I presume. Yeah, that's roughly roughly it's ten thousand square meters every year. Uh, but the goal is uh, within a couple of years to fifty thousand square meters. So that's uh, five hundred houses every year, and uh, we want to have like a, a pilot factory to do that with the assembly line and everything. Uh, and then the next step is copying this factory ten times across Europe. Across Europe, yeah, that's the ambition. So that's five hundred thousand square meters every year. So fifty thousand per plant, five hundred thousand per uh, yeah in total. <laughs> but it's six thousand houses. If you see, it's is it is it a lot? Yeah, it's a lot. But if you compare it to uh, some some other companies, it's it's really not a lot. And if you see the the housing crisis in only in Holland, it's it, they need one hundred thousand houses every year. So that's a, a hot. How do you say a, a drip of water on a hot plate? Eh? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. It's, like if you say it's, it's half a million square meters, it's like oh my god, but that's yeah. like six thousand houses. Yeah. Okay, that's, that sounds. It sounds a lot. Like demand, demand, demand wise, it must be there. Yeah, 6, th- yeah. Only in Belgium, uh, Euro- uh, Belgium, uh, UK, France, uh, sorry, Germany, and and Holland, it's one million houses every year. The coming ten years, they need to build. <sighs> so that's a crazy. Uh, yeah, how do you say? Uh, demand. The demand is crazy at the moment. So, and it, it will keep on growing. Eh? And that's only for these four countries. Eh? <laughs> US is, has a lack of almost four, four to five million houses. Today. At this moment, yeah. Affordable houses. Eh? It's, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. So something has to change. Yeah, that for sure. <laughs> and in America, you also see that there are, like, there have been some. Like I think the the most wealthy pilot got in the last was a couple of years were yeah, wow, what are they called again? Like Montana? the got, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were. They had uh, the problem they had, I believe, uh, my opinion is that they didn't have a product. They were just they were just buying a lot of big projects and try to do the modular or or, or off site, but not without a product approach. And you cannot innovate when you don't have a product. Mm-hmm. 
if you innovate on, on something that has been done in, in America than three, four hundred years the same way, yeah, then yeah, good or, luck. Or what are you innovating? Eh? You have to you do it on, on the product, not on the, the way the product is made. Yeah, I also saw them um, presenting there. Uh, they did like these Apple type yeah. events. And right, I think yeah. I saw the last one because we were also following it up because yeah. like, oh my God, is this the big American <laughs> play that's going to yeah, take yeah. over? the? Eh? Yeah. And then I remember actually me looking at like the presentation and at the end we were also like, okay, but what do they do? Yeah. <laughs> like they were doing, it seemed everything and nothing. Yeah. 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 The workflow was perfectly organized, but uh, yeah, it's it's the means of, but the, the again, the product wasn't there. They mm -hmm. didn't have a product. They have uh, an optimized production flow. Yes, but they didn't have a product yet. And, and why are you optimizing it? How much did they raise? Like 2 billion? Uh, 3 billion valuation they had uh, <laughs> before they went bankrupt. So, yeah. I did. I do think it's uh, it, it made a dent in the uh, in the industry. Yeah, I think yeah, in the yeah. states it took funding for our type of businesses. Uh, yeah, correct. Modular uh, yeah. and, and, and offsite <laughs> construction. Yeah, it's, yeah. But yeah, there are similar examples also in Europe. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, for not sure. The only one. No, no. And the the, the first assembly factory, w where is it going to be at the site where you are right now? Uh, we hope we do it there. Yeah. Okay. Space is there, um, but we're also looking at Holland. Um, there's a lot of a lot of demand in Holland, um, and it, it could also be, also possibly be there. But we we will keep the factory in Geel. Um, also, we have the of course the the, the ground bound houses, the houses we sell to the, the private persons. Okay, that's just, that's just, that will keep on. We will keep producing them on the classical way, and then the the next uh, product, the assembly product, will uh, will be in a new factory or in Holland. Yeah. Okay. Exciting times ahead. Uh, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy in the in the world of uh, offsite what's going on. It's it's the last year or two years that has gone ramped up. Uh, it's uh, what you see in the US, what you see in Europe. It's it's crazy. Yeah, but uh, as you say, uh, it's necessary. Yeah? Of course. Yeah. I mean, we also started uh, with our research because we didn't like for us. It wasn't that clear what we were gonna do. We we noticed that they were issues in the market yeah. like big big deep-rooted issues with Correct. price with the environmental impact with the demand that was mm -hmm. going to come and and then we started looking like where can we make a difference yeah. um and and honestly we were surprised now because we, we started with that research in 2015 during our studies mm -hmm. and indeed as you say the last couple of years we are noticing also like an uh, uh it, it's going it's going up yeah, yeah. quite quickly yeah but now looking back, I'm I'm I was I'm surprised that it took so long, because the men so uh, the, the, the 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 challenges are of such yeah. magnitude. Yeah, correct. But uh, I I don't know why it, it took so long. Maybe also yeah the, the environmental impact. Building with wood is something that's that's uh, that's good for the offsite construction. So these are the things that that yeah. Uh, I don't know what the, what the main reasons are, but. Uh, we see it in the, the ten years ago. We couldn't imagine it uh, at this at this pace at the moment. So, uh, mm -hmm. But uh, we we've seen in these ten years, we've seen a lot uh, that has changed yeah. mm -hmm. in a good way. Yeah. So now you are um, um, you are making the the product the the skill pots for B two C and B two B. Oh, not not really B two B. It's um, we do our own projects where we sell houses always directly to the end consumer. Okay. But we do, uh, 
when you talk about affordable housing, it's it's good to to have a, a direct flow uh, without too much people in between. If you, you can yeah, understand yeah, yeah. what I say, margins on margins, the margins on yeah. margins, and the taxes on taxes. That's what making housing so expensive. And if you could cut these, also the taxes on the taxes. When you sell a house, you pay another taxes. The prices go all up, and that's the, that's one of the main me- reasons why why housing housing is so expensive. We believe. The product itself, okay, it's also an expensive product, but if you can cut all these taxes and, and margins, yeah, then it's it's much uh, more affordable. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay, so it's it's mostly B2C then today. B2C or B2G, yeah, business to government okay. as well. Like for, uh, in, in, in Holland, we, we work for some um, uh, local governments and they have the... They will keep the houses for at least 50, 60 years. They will not be sold. Uh, they will rent them out to a fair price. And there's no margins. They don't take any margins on the products. And then it's interesting oh. for the renter, of course. They just buy the product um, to, uh, to a, for a correct price f- uh, from us, and they just rent it out. The and government? They, yeah, local governments or social housing organizations in, in Holland. Yeah. Okay. The local, uh, the, the, uh, how do you say, the cities and the, the towns. and things. Yeah. Right. Okay, so if I would be a developer today and I have a piece of land mm-hmm. and I would like to place 10 skill pots on it, yeah. I cannot come to you. Yeah, we, we can work something out, yeah. We can, okay. normally, um, the developer works on the ground value and we work on the on the housing. So we okay. sell the, the houses and the developer sells the land then. Okay, Those right. options, yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, let's see. Um... So maybe to dive a little bit more into do you, do you personally like your role inside Skillpot? What do you do exactly inside the organization? Oh, uh, officially, I'm called the CEO. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not a manager, so it's quite difficult for me. I've been that for yeah the last years now, um, and it's yeah quite difficult because we're growing at this, at this fast pace so everything is changing all the way and and yeah that's it's quite hard to manage a company like that mm-hmm. so you have to be a little bit of an entrepreneur in in, in a scale-up um but at the moment we're looking for a new ceo who can take up the role uh of, of yeah when this when it's becoming a more how do you say uh, stable company right uh, then it's easier for a ceo to do uh, to take over i believe and my passion is more in, in designing these things um the international expansion, the the strategy, these things are, are the things I get my energy from and not from managing a company. So mm-hmm. And I know there are much m- better managers <laughs> than myself. Uh, we have a, a very good management team, so that also helps, of course. Right. Everybody is responsible for their own uh, for their own tasks or for their own department, and the, these guys are and, and girls are doing a great job. So okay. that makes my job a little bit more easy. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, in, in the foreseeable future, you will switch to a more uh back to the 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 more technical side of things more, yeah technical and and i love the the international uh, expansion uh that's something uh that i think i believe needs an entrepreneur to do mm-hmm. uh, so that's a big uh, big change of course eh? yeah because i also saw on your linkedin um you've done a course at the university of antwerp on understanding how to do business in china yeah correct is that a is that an ambition moving skillpot to china um no <laughs> <laughs> china is not an ambition anymore uh it was uh, um <clears throat> excuse me no problem no problem no before i started skillpot i was active in the automotive sector and 
I worked for a company uh, who wanted to start up in, in China. Okay. And uh, before that, I was always interested since the first time I was in China when I was, let's say, 20, 21. <clears throat> the country always uh, intrigued me. And I wanted to learn a lot more about China and, and doing business with Chinese people. And uh, that interested me a lot. So I, I followed this, this, uh, yeah, this, this two-year or was it one-year course. Uh, and then I started working for a Chinese, co- uh, sorry, a Belgian company who wanted to start up in China. So I had to start up the company in China there. Okay. And it was um, in automotive. So starting from scratch, finding, we had one lead, uh, that was it. We had to find a plot of ground, we had to find suppliers, <laughs> set up the legal. So a uh, completely new company, but in, in China then. Close. And you went through that entire process? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, that must that have been fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> very fun. <laughs> I was very young and that uh, also learned me a lot. I was, I believe, 25 years old doing that. <sighs> so uh, I had to grow a beard. So the Chinese people thought I was a little bit older <laughs> than I looked, but uh, that was fun. And what were the main lessons from, from doing something like that in China? Oh, mm, yeah, the complete process, I believe it was Yeah, finding your way. I were dropped the, the company I worked for. They said, yeah, go for it. I had a lot of backup, of course, from the, the people from the main company, but uh, I had to figure it out myself. And that was yeah, starting up a company, actually, what it, yeah, that you had to do everything what it takes to start up a company there. Okay. That was what I learned the most. And I, yeah, I love the culture. I love yeah, the people there. It's, it's yeah, a crazy country, so a really fun country. Yeah, I've never been. It, it is intriguing for Should sure. Go there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everything goes a little bit faster sometimes, when, and sometimes a little bit sm- uh, slower there. So, but yeah, it's a big company, uh, country. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been crazy as a Chinese citizen. Like the last thirty to forty years must have been yeah. like yeah, yeah they, insane. Uh, <laughs> correct. Yeah, that's, uh, cannot imagine what happens there. Some for the good, some for the bad, but uh, all in, in in favor of the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a great time. Yeah, recently I listened to a podcast about, uh, how is he called, uh, the Prime Minister? Uh, uh, Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping, yeah. yeah. And and then I did a little bit more research and everyone is still like proclaiming like it's going to be a behemoth. It already is a behemoth, but it's going to conquer the, the, the world. And, and then if if I if I do, I went, yeah, I did some more research, but they also have some serious issues, it yeah, seems, course, at the yeah. moment. Like, yeah, yeah. On, the, yeah, on the environmental front, on the economical front. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been eight or nine years since I've been there, so I, I didn't follow it the last ten years. But uh, it's uh, on the environmental front, they have issues, but they are yeah. We had we took one hundred years to solve these issues. They're gonna do it in five. They're gonna do it in five <laughs> years or even faster, so they can do it. So um, economically, yeah, they're yeah. They will face some issues, of course, yeah. yeah. And COVID will not help it. No, <laughs> no, no. not help it, so. No, no, they postponed the inevitable, it seemed. Yeah, correct. Yeah. All right. Um, so what's the ultimate goal you hope to achieve throughout doing SkillBot? Like, what's the <clears throat> what's the North Star? What are you aiming for? Yeah, yeah. These the, the 500,000 square meters, is, of course, one of the big goals. Uh, if you can do that, it's, it's yeah, it's... Uh, zero CO2 emission it's uh, with the product it's uh, zero energy consumption with the product so you can change a little bit the the world <laughs> right <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah. that's the ambition building with wood so zero, CO2 captation uh, carbon captation and um, yeah zero emission um, 
houses so zero energy use uh, in the house so also zero co2 emissions that's one one big part of one big goal to change the the, the complete construction industry uh, part by part uh, with a small with a small company but uh, but okay and then also what is important for us is to be a very well-known brand so okay and the goal we set ourselves the goal in in 10 years we want to be uh 100 top 100 brand and at the moment there is not one construction company in the 100 most famous brands so not one the biggest biggest industry but there's zero uh construction companies in the top 100 or even top 200 i believe really yeah oh that i didn't know yeah construction yeah. nobody knows that construction company is a... <laughs> but that's also something that we learned throughout throughout the last couple of years i find it intriguing how bad the marketing at times is mm -hmm. in this industry yeah, yeah like it's just that they 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 don't yeah. care like <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah again but if you don't have a product or a service you can promote it's it's quite hard i believe yeah it's yeah, true it's, yeah if you're a general contract again yeah. what are you gonna promote yeah it's, a, it's not your building because the architect designed the building it's yeah it's the way you build it but yeah it's quite difficult to, to yeah, have a that's branding. True. But that's one of the important things we're working on at the moment. So, so in 10 years, top 200. Yeah. <laughs> top 100. Top 100. Is <laughs> the goal. We always aim high. So think big is one of our, <laughs> one of our slogans. Okay, so, uh, globally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's the ambition, but... Uh, if, that, if, that, uh, if that succeeds, <laughs> yeah, that would hope, be amazing. Hope, yeah, 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 for sure. So um, let's see. Um... If you could change one thing in the industry today, what would it be? Um, let me see. Oh. Um, yeah, there, there, what is not to change? Eh? <laughs> That's the first. Uh, yeah, what is not to change? It's it's we've been doing buildings we we've done the last thousands of years. So uh, okay, there are there are new things going on, but. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's we have to change everything. I believe in construction. So, uh, yeah, more use of wood. Uh, the productivity is a big problem. Problem. Uh, more product-minded uh, or the more product approach. Uh, yeah, all these things. Mm -hmm. It's too much. To I think everything should change. <laughs> right. Yeah. And also, it's still. Uh, let's say how much is it? Thirty percent of the CO two emissions are coming from. Um, from the construction industry so that should be zero uh, 30 of, of 25 percent of all emissions come from the usage of buildings so that's that's crazy mm -hmm. if we could change that that's a there's a huge gap there mm -hmm. or a huge how do you say uh opportunity opportunity to do that yeah and there are a lot of people working on it but uh, it's still going way too slow mm. and with Skullpot, you only install heat pumps and it's all electric yeah it's uh we can easily go to uh, zero energy and uh yeah we have with all the wood we use we have a net uh co uh, we have zero co2 emissions so uh that's uh, that's important i believe yeah for sure and and we see a lot of company uh, countries that that uh that uh want to have it and even some some local governments who say that they only want to build with wood so in, in holland you have some some uh, local local uh, communities or, or how do you say cities they say uh, okay we only will produce uh, wooden buildings anymore okay so uh, yeah that's something that's that's happening that will definitely help yeah, sure correct um okay so we always finish with a couple of personal questions mm-hmm 
Um, but before I dive into those, is there anything that I have missed about Skillpot? Something that you want to also say to the audience? Something? Sure. Um, yeah, maybe also very interesting is we're working on this, this living as a service model. Okay. So that's something uh, where we want to have... Um, And in, in the near future, we don't want to sell the buildings anymore. So that's also a shift that we see with some other uh, construction companies or, or developers um, where the total cost of uh, usership is lower than the cost, total cost of uh, ownership. Okay. So that's, then it's, in that case, it's easier or it's better to, to, to not own the building. And, and that's something we're working on and that will also come in the near future. Uh, and then the, the main idea is that one of the renters uh, will become an investor. So that's also so we see that also in, in, in um, as a big plus towards the of, of um, through the, the complete uh, construction industry. We see mm -hmm. it's like also which you know I believe he's, he's renting out his walls. Mm -hmm. The walls are coming back. So these are the things that that uh, that we're also working on, but on a, on a business model uh, level then. Yeah, housing as a service. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Live, yeah, living as a service. Living, living as a service. <laughs> yeah. All right, wonderful. Um, I'm quickly going to close the curtain because the sun is yeah. becoming quite hot. <laughs> All right, yeah. we're back. Um, and then let's uh finish with uh, a couple of uh more lighter questions um if you could have a drink with anybody dead or alive mm -hmm. who or drink or dinner or like yeah. uh who would it who would it be oh it's uh <laughs> i always say elon musk <laughs> um i have a real big admiration for this guy um yeah he's been yeah from a young age he's been he's been working on his, his life goal and that's Yeah, changing the world and making sure mankind mankind can survive, and everything he does is is one step closer to to that goal. Um, and the end goal is sending people to Mars or even interstellar travels, and that's something that's uh, the way he is doing that. And okay, he's a crazy guy. Eh? <laughs> not not everything <laughs> is good about this guy, but uh, I would like to have a discussion with him to to see how it uh, how he sees everything and how he can do that. Uh, And I believe these are the type of people that we, we need more. And of course, a lot of controversiality around it, but I think it's only normal if you want to change the world like he is wanting to do. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, it's quite amazing what he is doing. Also, not everything, but... Uh, no, 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 no. I think the last couple of months and years, he's become more and more controversial. But yeah. um, it's funny that you say that because for me, he's also quite high on that list. Yeah. And... I, I saw a tweet coming by recently, um, uh, uh, which is, of course, now owned by him, of course, at Platform. <laughs> anyway, but I think it was Sam Altman, the CEO yeah. of OpenAI, yeah. and he said maybe at the end of it all, uh, the biggest uh, thing that Elon achieved was that he enabled people in the 21st century to dream big again. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And. I think that could be true because mm -hmm. I can also honestly say, like, I read this by I I, I, read, a, I read a lot when I was young. Mm -hmm. Also, like for me, it was the the biography of Richard Branson from Virgin, who I've also, read that also yeah, like <laughs> I was eighteen, amazing, yeah, I was eighteen. I was yeah. like, oh my god, is this how you can live a life? Yeah, like, yeah. 
that's what I want to do. It's yeah. amazing. Like that guy, he, he works hard, yeah. but he also has fun. Yeah. He's doing something positive. Correct. And then yeah, it was Steve Jobs and and so on and so on and so on. And, but then I remember also very vividly in my last year of, of university while we were at, at AMS, I also read the biography of Elon Musk and. Yeah. I very clearly remember like that thing that the tweet of Sal, uh, Sam Altman like mentioned yeah. that really was for me like, wow. So this mm-hmm. guy, he just, oh, I mean, I, he's also genetically gifted. Eh? Yeah, like, of course. No, yeah, <laughs> I can't do. Highly uh, yeah, gifted. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Extremely intelligent, very high IQ mm-hmm. uh, individual um, with a very specific type of brain, I think. But he did like, as, as the tweet said, he enabled me to like, yeah, just, dream big and try yeah, and see where you land yeah. i mean and that's i think that's a very valuable example that he's giving correct no. yeah it's it's crazy and he also says if, if i don't fail uh, i started something that, that others can can proceed with uh, to get people to mars or yeah life on earth is ending and <laughs> and yeah we have to find it somewhere else mm-hmm. uh, not in the coming thousand years i believe but uh, yeah for sure some way it's ending eh? no it's it's crazy it's like in the line of uh, Leonardo da Vinci and, and these type of guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. but he's living in the time of exponential technology. Indeed. So his, yeah. Yeah, his yeah, vision yeah, is <laughs> like, where is it going to end up? The yeah. guy is still only, what is he, like 50-something years yeah, old? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 50, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He still has 15, 20 years to go. Yeah, correct. Pff, it's going to yeah. be uh, very interesting to see where that ends. Crazy. If he also indeed stays sane. Sane, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's of something course. I also think, like, man, this yeah. guy, the pressure he must be under. Yeah, of course, all these companies and, and things now he's with, doing. Yeah. Now with Twitter, I also think at times, like, he's addicted to it. Like, Yeah, probably, yeah. Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> there was not a There was not, not necessary, man. <laughs> but you don't know what his plans with it are, so maybe he has some big plans with it, but... Well, Most we'll likely, yeah. Also, the, the, the connections between the different organizations are also going to be interesting too. Yeah, indeed. Like, yes, that boring company. Yeah. Like, there are theories like, yeah, he's going to put one of those boring things on the rocket to go to Mars because on yeah, Mars yeah, yeah. you can't live on the surface. Correct. You need to yeah. live under the surface for I the radiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's quite a lot of connection yeah. between the different uh, organizations. Like, already now you could say, and that's something that, that they are talking about or that's being mentioned like if he, he has x.com the website mm-hmm. he owns it uh and there have been like uh, theories like he's gonna put tesla spacex uh open a uh, no open AI is no longer shareable but uh the the neural net yeah uh, yeah yeah neural link neural link yeah. and then uh starlink is gonna be a spin-off and then uh twitter and all and if you combine those and you bring them to the stock exchange today on yeah. the, a holding company, X.com. It would be the biggest. It would probably world, yeah. already be the biggest company yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And fascinating. All right. Uh, is there a book that you recently read or just a book that you've read that you would advise to our audience to give a, to give a read? Um, yeah, it's a read not so many books i read a lot of bling, blinks you know blinkist it's right yeah yeah. That, is it that good I do a lot yeah I, it's quite good yeah you have 10 pages and uh if it's a good book i buy it uh but uh one of the better books i've read last time the uh, last uh period is the subtle art of not giving a fuck mm-hmm. it's Mark quite Marin. a famous book yeah, yeah, yeah. correct uh, i like it because it yeah it tells you to, to focus on the things that matter in life eh? the rest is doesn't matter actually and yeah and it, it, everything you do, it, it will be a struggle. So choose the right struggle for you. It's it's 
it's quite a good good book and, and the, the most important thing in the book is that uh, you have to take responsibility for everything you do don't blame it on anybody else you blame it only on yourself and that's uh that's that's one of the things i, I live by so mm-hmm. that changed me a lot the, the, the book is yeah it's not a not a big book but <laughs> it's quite a, a inspiring book strong ideas yeah correct yeah indeed yeah it's a good one indeed it's like a, a, a like a really short summary of a lot of philosophies yeah i think yeah, good ones also the one about uh, uh, ego there's no ego <laughs> everybody has a different picture of you anyway so what what does it matter how do you uh, act your your own way yeah that that was some uh, yeah some eye-opening things that were, were in there for me you read it recently uh, a year or two ago yeah but i still uh, yeah these things i i, I stuck by uh, all right great then uh philippe i think we can uh, we can start to finish it off here mm-hmm. um thank you very much again for making time i'm thank sure you, you have a very busy schedule and uh you were also a little bit a little bit sick so uh it's very much appreciated of still coming by no any last final words you want to convene to the uh, audience or where people can follow you or where they can follow Skillpot or uh. oh. <laughs> yeah keep an eye on us we're gonna do some uh, hopefully in the coming months we will we will uh, we will come out with some some big news so uh, okay. you can follow us on the website or, or the facebook or no little teasers like about what it's gonna be uh yeah we're yeah, the, the scaling up thing yeah. okay <laughs> will okay. be yeah you will hear from it all right wonderful then uh Thank you very much for your time and uh, maybe we can do a, a round two when that first factory has been built. Yeah, glad to. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Bau Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, make sure to subscribe to our channel. If you're interested in Bau Living in our Smart Adaptable Module or SAM, go check out our website, bauliving.com. If you want to stay up to date, you can best subscribe to our monthly newsletter on our website or follow us on all social media platforms where we named at Living.